welcome to Death and Aliens, an in-depth look at horror and sci-fi TV from two friends who vaguely know what they're doing. I'm MK. And I'm Courtney. And um, I got a facial today, um, so I promise I'm not greasy. I just have, like, a lot of moisturizer and, like, chemical stuff on my face, so I couldn't wear makeup or um, make myself not look like a flashlight. <laughs> That is okay. But, um... It was very relaxing. It was. It was. My, um, my friend who does my facials is actually um, my cousin's ex-girlfriend <laughs> from, like, eight years ago. <laughs> but, um... Uh, good ones. Yeah. But she's great, and I love it. Yes. But, um, how are you? Um tired still it's been a long summer i am done with it um restaurant week has finally ended because they say restaurant week and it's five weeks i don't know why we call it restaurant week instead of restaurant summer but it's fine it's over now so um that's good so i've been just like training a lot um but i i had a um experience on Friday that I texted you about but I felt everyone should hear because I would like to yell from the rooftops but how mad it made me <laughs> literally I, go ahead go ahead tell what happened first and then I will share my input on it absolutely so um we left work a little early me and Sarah and we went to the library because she had to renew her car and I was like you know I've been wanting to read House of Leaves. My friend's reading it now. So I was like, now I have to read it because somebody else I know is reading it. And that's how my brain works. So I bought it. But uh, so I was like, I'm going to go to the library and see if it's there because I want the physical copy. And um, so I head over. I couldn't remember if it was sci-fi or horror. It is horror. And um, so I was over in the sci-fi section. And this person just comes up to me and they're like, oh, did you know this is the sci-fi section? Were you looking for the romance section over there? And I was like, nope i was looking for sci-fi and they like laughed and then they were like okay and i was like no i'm i'm meant to be here and i'm like so i'm looking at the books and they just like start walking towards me like pushing me out of the aisle with their like movement so i walked out and they're like you know you can just go up to the front desk and ask for a book if you're looking for a certain one and i was like yep I do, but I like to look at the books on the shelves. I don't need to go ask them. But, like, I'm like, I understand how a library works. I'm, like, I, I was so mad. I was like, why would I not be in a sci-fi section? Right. And here, here's the thing. Courtney texted me about this. And I had just spent the day at the county fair with my mom and my sister and my niece. Now, I don't know if you've ever taken a 20-month-old to the county fair when it's 90 degrees out, but it is very um, taxing on your patience for other human beings. Yes. So I was already not living my best life. Mm-hmm. Now... Mind you, this has nothing to do with my niece or my sister or my mom. Like, they're great. And I love them. <laughs> and, like, no, like, I, I realize that, like, that kind of sounds like I'm, like, oh, my gosh, children. No. Other people. That's my issue. Right. 
So we're all in the car. We're all tired. We stayed at the fair as long as my niece could handle it. And, but now she's like cranky and it's nap time and she's hot and tired and crying. And we're all hot and tired and inside crying. And I get this text from Courtney. And I read it out loud to my mom and sister. Who then also absolutely lost their minds. (laughs) Like we, we were about to drive my mom's Jeep all the way to this public library and fight somebody. I had to leave the library. <laughs> I was like, I can't be here anymore. It's very similar to the experience I had at GameStop when I said, oh, Call of Cthulhu, it sounds very fun and scary. Is it like super scary or would I like it? And they're like, mm, I don't think you'll like it. Have you looked at Hello Ma- or Cooking Mama? I was like, first of all, <laughs> I'm just asking about a horror game. First of all, yes, I own Cooking Mama. Yes. point. I do own Cooking Mama. But I was looking at a horror game, and you suggested a cooking game to me. Because you're a girl, Courtney. I'm not allowed to like horror and games. I'm not allowed to like sci-fi now. So, man, they would have lost it if they heard about our uh, sci-fi podcast we have going. So... That's my complaint today. And honestly, it's valid. But on a, on a positive note, because I don't want to end angry, I watched Moon Knight. This oh, week. did you? Okay. And it's lovely. It's confusing a little bit. It I'm not... It was a little confusing. Um, I really like Oscar Isaacs. So, mm-hmm. like, step one, I'm in. Yeah. Um, but I watched it all at once. So, I just, like... Like all in a row, so I didn't have any space in between, which probably helped. But yeah, uh, probably, I, I thought it was lovely. I enjoyed yeah. it. So. Um, I am. Um, I had a very, very filled week. Um, my sister and the baby are in town. Um, if at any point there is a distraction or uh, disturbance in this podcast, it is because we're trying our best. But um, for those of you who are also parents or parent adjacent um, to toddlers, you know, that sometimes your best is not good enough. <laughs> um, but we're great. Um, been taking her to the playground. We went to the fair. It's been lovely. Um, my sister is complaining a lot, though, because she was yesterday was her fifth day in town. And of those five days, I left her to see my boyfriend, four of them. <laughs> I do feel like she's been there a lot longer than five days, though. Yeah, nope, she's only been here six days. Mm-hmm. And um, I have hung out with Dan four of those six days. <laughs> well, you know. It happens. It happens. We just have a lot to do this week. Mm-hmm. Oops. How much longer is she in town? Till the 13th of September. Oh, that's right. Got plenty of time. Right. That's all I'm insane. <laughs> when she listens to this, she's going to be like, why? I know. <laughs> It'll yes. be like the 13th of September by the time she hears this. 
It won't be. But it won't be. I was like, no, it it'll won't. Be it'll be the twenty eighth of. It'll be the twenty eighth yeah. of August. Mm-hmm. It will not even be the first of September. Close to September. Close, but no cigar. Exactly. Um, speaking of cigars. Yeah. How should, we, how should we celebrate life today? Oh. Um. <laughs> I. I don't know. My segue game is weak. You want me to celebrate life today? Well, your spiritual affirmation, celebrating life. I don't oh, know. Oh, okay. Yeah. I got you. I follow. That's um, okay. It, it, wasn't, it wasn't a very um, good segue, so, like, that's fine. I thought I needed to come up with, like, what I'm thankful for. Like, it was Thanksgiving. Oh, and that's I didn't... cute. That's cute, but, like, um, we don't have to do that at all. Okay, thank you. Um, today, we are going to spiritually AF. Mm-hmm. Stay cl- Everything's on my phone now. You can't see it because the light. Yeah. Um, did say these in the past. Stay close to anything that makes you glad you are alive. Isn't that lovely? Okay, that reminds me of a song that I think... I've definitely told you about, but I don't know if I've talked about it on the podcast. Is it Machine Gun Kelly? No. <laughs> Although that does make me happy to be alive. But right. <laughs> um, no, there's this guy and I follow him on TikTok and he like does like weird TikTok dances and stuff. But then he like made a real song and it's called Hating Stuff. Oh, yeah, and, like, yeah. And it's just like on the podcast. Oh, have I? It's just like a list of like all the things that make him happy to be alive. And then he's like, I don't know why we just spend so much time hating stuff. And I was like, You're right, dude. You are this, right. This summer has been the summer of letting go of negative energy for me. I've been trying my very best. I did tell Noel we had dinner last night. And afterwards I was like, we're gonna be because we both had like a really stressful week. I was like, it's gonna be a great week. Everything's going to be good. We're going to do fine. She was like, okay. And I was like, yeah, then I get to work this morning and it's chaos. And I was like, well, I tried. <laughs> I gave it a good solid 12 hours. Um, I did not want to go back to work today. I had the last week I was on vacation from work. Um, I had to go back to work this morning. Um, most of the kids I like were not at camp today. Oh, it was um, a bummer. It was a bummer. It was a Monday. It was awful. Um... Then I laid on the floor of a classroom to watch Stargate. Um, I, I didn't eat anything until five o'clock. And um, my esthetician told me that my skin is dehydrated as shit. So like, not necessarily a good day, but it is technically kind of my anniversary today. So like, it's fine. Oh, lovely. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm very dehydrated. I had to put lotion on my arms today. I was like, it's not winter. This is not good. No. So I'm very dehydrated, but I'm working on it. Me too. I got a facial and she put like this stuff in my face that like is supposed uh-huh. to stay and soak in for like two weeks. Nice. I'm just chugging water. Yeah, <laughs> you, should you should do that too. I came home and I was like, yeah, Alex told me I'm dehydrated. And I took a Coke out of the fridge. I mean, I'm drinking a peach Fanta right now. But I have water beside me. Oh, I, and I don't. Room beside well, me. I, and I have three waters beside me. I have a full picnic basket of nothing but Kool-Aid jammers beside me. Ooh. Do you have, like, strawberry kiwi? 
no, I, I lied. Some of them are Capri Sun. Mm. Yeah. I'm not a big fruit punch person. Sorry. Well, I like fruit punch better than grape. Yeah. Well, yeah. True. Um, so that was real off tangent. Speaking of things that I like better than grapes, Stargate Estuary. Excellent. Excellent segue. I liked that one. I, I think there's not many things that I like less than grapes, though. To be oh, fair. I do like grapes, but I do like Stargate better. I, like, I don't like grape-flavored things. Oh, no. I don't like grape-flavored things. I don't like banana-flavored things. But the actual it, fruit, I like so both. You can't have bananas, though. No, I can't. But banana-flavored things and watermelon-flavored things, I will eat. But I won't eat real banana or watermelon. Great. Because they will kill you. Great. <laughs> I won't eat fake flavored things, but I will eat real grapes. Mm-hmm. It's a balance. Exactly. Um, we're on Stargate SG1, season two, episode two. And today's the 22nd of the year 2022. Oh my God, it is. <laughs> I just like the number two. I'm sorry that like really threw me off because I t- didn't follow all of that logic. No, but yeah, 22 is my number. That's amazing. No, I should have worn my jersey. You should and have. What do you think? Well, jersey's just 22. Anyway, um, the episode is called In the Line of Duty. I got um, I mean, Oh, no, I get it now. I mean, technically. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it's. I don't know if it's about, I, I was thinking it was about Sam, but it's not. Right. Yeah. It was rated 7.9 stars, which I think is respectable. So. Yeah. I'm trying to, what like, was last it week rated? Like 8.6 or something? Yeah. Wild. I would give this one an 8 or an 8.1. Yeah, though. I was going to say, I, I think I can see it breaking 8, but I definitely would say it was slower than last week. Like, so I, I will give it oh, that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um. It came out on July 3rd, 1998, which ratings probably weren't all, also weren't great because holiday weekend. Yep. Yep. Um, this number one song is still The Boy Is Mine by Brandy. Um, the number one movie, I actually laughed out loud. Oh, no. When I saw what it was. Because the number one movie that week Was Doctor Doolittle starring Eddie Murphy? Look, that movie did really well for itself, though. I mean, that was a big time for Eddie Murphy. The nineties, the nineties is where oh, he thrived. Oh, oh yeah, but Doctor Doolittle was the beginning of the end. Well, yeah, but no one knew that at the time, so they all went and saw it. Yeah, and then they were like, "Oh!" And then the second one came out, and no one saw it. Then the third one came out, and no one saw it. Correct. And then they tried to remake it with Robert Downey Jr. Mm-hmm. and no one saw it. Um, yeah. Nothing happened that day. So I tried to look up <laughs> anything interesting and all of the headlines that I could find anywhere involved the Japanese paying international debts and um, Bill Clinton not following through on promises about the AIDS crisis. So mm-hmm. I decided I didn't want to talk about either of those things. That's and I choice. moved on. 
Yes, correct. Um, it was directed by Martin Wood and written by Robert C. Cooper. So nothing new there. Um, the guest star was a man by the name of Peter Lacroix. I don't know if it's pronounced Lacroix, but it's spelled the same way as the drink, so I'm calling him Lacroix. <laughs> I would guess so. Um, he is known for the film Disturbing Behavior. I thought you were about okay. to say Disturbing, and I was like, I love that film. No, a movie called this. Disturbing Behavior that I'm quite sure no one has seen, and mm-hmm. this role. Those are his two most well-known this things. One role? Mm-hmm. This thing that he just did in Stargate, yeah. For a second, um, okay. That's fine. Poor yeah, thing. Yeah. Um, he played the... Um, What is that word? The Ashrac. Mm-hmm. So, like, he had two lines also. So, um, the roles that he did that I did find interesting were that he was in three episodes of The X Files and also had a role in the movie Free Willy 3. Definitely saw it and 0% remember it. Correct. And um, that's it. Well, good for him. But um, there was no one else to talk about this week. (laughs) Well, you know, sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. Unfortunately, with this show, there's not a lot of different characters. And when there are, they don't usually have big roles. Yeah. So it is what it is. Mm -hmm. Um, We start on a planet where everything is being blown up. And, and I was him. incredibly confused. Me too. Because we just watched a three-part episode. And then we're suddenly back to the um, what happens next doesn't connect to what happened before. And it threw me off a lot. Yep. Yep. Um, but SG-1 is on this planet and they are evacuating everyone. And... Um, also like trying to save the people that are dying while they're trying to evacuate them and sam is just giving cpr to a man and while giving him cpr a gold jumps from his throat down hers which is very gross and i also don't understand why she's giving this random man cpr agreed and it's just very um what's the word i'm looking for very convenient for the story. Um, yeah. I hated everything about it. Yeah. To be fair. Um, except for uh, the eyes. The, they did Sam's eyes well. Um, yeah. But other than I will that, say the beginning of this episode, I was a little concerned where we were going. <laughs> I was yeah. like, am I going to like this episode? Um, starting I. Off? Also started the episode being like, Courtney's going to be so mad because it's so disjointed. And then as the episode went on, I literally have a couple places where I basically just starred things. because so I was like, oh, this is how I know Courtney will like this episode. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so um, Hammond, we show them getting back to SGC and Hammond is quarantining all of the refugees and sealing the gate before any Jaffa can get in. And um, 
yeah, you know, just standard refugee evacuation protocol. I guess. I don't know. I don't know. How often do they evacuate entire planets? We'll never know. We won't. We really won't, unfortunately. Um, we also uh, find out that we have no idea why this is happening. Because um, usually when we are thrown into the middle of an already happening story, they then, like, explain. But this time, they just show Daniel being like, we don't know. Yep. <laughs> Great. What, so Daniel explains that the Gaul attacked a peaceful people mm-hmm. who don't possess or who don't pose a technological threat to them. And Daniel and Hammond are both like, this is so confusing. Why did this happen? This is, um, it's not ordinary. It's not what they normally do. And Jack's like, I don't know. Why do we think we know what they normally do? We just blew up Apophis. Like, we don't know what comes next. Yeah. And I was like, when Jack is the voice of reason, you fucked up. You know that everything's gone wrong. And Teal's like, yeah, no, they definitely just do shit with no reason. Like, don't, don't expect to understand the reason of the gold. They don't have reason. They are hateful, evil creatures. Mm-hmm. And um, the gold in Sam is like, no, we just don't tell you shit because you're a job of bitch. I know. And I was like, well, if we didn't know before, now we know. Correct. That she is indeed. Uh-huh. Got a gold inside her. My note actually says, "Go old Sam is like you're just a Jaffa. We don't tell you everything. I mean, J.K. We don't know everything. What?" And then everyone's like, "Yeah, no, I definitely agree with Sam." I was like, "Okay." Um, the observation skills of the members of SG One leave a lot to be desired. For sure, for sure. Like, I figured out it was the Gauls, and I don't know anything about what's going on half the time. So, like, people who have met the Gauls should know. Especially yeah. people who has I mean, a Gauls. To be fair, we saw the eye flash thing, and nobody else did. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Um, I also want to ask about the people on this planet. Do you discuss them later, or do you discuss, like, they're called the, the Nasia, is that right? The Nasian, yeah. Is that like really an alien race, or is that like a people taken over by a ghost? It's just a people. It's just a people. Okay. Yeah, I don't really talk about them because they're not really that important. No offense. Okay. That's right. I was just wondering if they have like mm-hmm. a specialness to them. No, or right. at least, or at least not one that is necessary to discuss for this episode. But no, I really, they're really not that important. Okay. Cool. Um. So Daniel's like, okay, well, I'm just going to talk to the refugees and, like, see what they were doing on that planet. And then, like, maybe I'll know why the Gaul wanted to kill them. And Hammond's like, "Uh, no, what you're going to do is help us find a place to relocate them. And then you can talk to them. Because that's your job. And then they're like, okay, meeting dismissed, blah, blah, blah. And Jack is like, hey, uh, Sam, by the way. Uh, Dr. Fraser says you didn't come to check in like at the end of the mission. And Sam's like, oh, yeah, definitely won't. Don't want to break protocol, Colonel. And like, does like awkward bisexual shoulder punch. 
where I was like, <laughs> I was like, um, she's hella weird about her reaction to things. Everything, yeah. And um, Jack has a moment where he's like, well, that was interesting. But that's as far as he takes it. With the number of times that people in their lives have either been abducted, taken over, replaced with robots, mind wiped. Like, why the first time somebody does something that tweaks me out, 100% figuring it out. Like, clearly, none of these people in the show are millennials. Because the, the anxiety that exists in a millennial's brain at all times would absolutely never let this happen. Absolutely. Because the first time somebody did something that doesn't seem normal, we'd be done. We'd be out. We'd be a big question it forever. We would question it to every single person who's ever talked to them. Yes. Oh my God. Could you imagine? response? Did you, do you know what, what she said? She gave me this weird shoulder punch. Is she mad at me? Right. <laughs> Yeah, like, do you, she didn't, she didn't go see Dr. Frazier. Like, do you know where she went? Like, did something happen? Is she, is she any mad at us? Like, the thing is she, she mad at Dr. Frazier too? I was like, the thing that she said to Teal was kind of weird. Like, did somebody say something to her on the other planet? Like, should we be worried? Like, no. Could you imagine Stargate for Millennials? Absolutely. <laughs> never, <laughs> you'd never get past episode one. Absolutely not. It would no, not it would be renewed for 10 seasons. Correct. Um, but the doc, does go to examine Sam and it's like oh you look great nothing's wrong but there is this weird abrasion on the back of your throat like do you have a sore throat and she's like no no she's like okay um no she said a little bit oh she's like a little bit she's like yeah well Cassandra's been asking about you and Sam clearly doesn't know who that is yeah and it's like awkward and she's like okay well like I'll come here yeah I will come visit her at the hospital tomorrow no, I have a couple things about this. Mm-hmm. I understand that it is not the norm for a goal to enter not through the outside of the body. Right. I don't like the word abrasion. And if someone told me that there was an abrasion in the back of my throat, I would absolutely want to know how it was more cost. Yes. yes. I would have a lot more questions. Correct. So, I am. I also have some Cassandra questions at this point. Sure. Um. So this is the girl that was the little bomb girl, right? Correct. Okay. And is she played by the same person? Yes. Okay. I just didn't recognize her, but she's mm-hmm. a child. She probably just grew up. Um. Like a year. In yeah, this. it was like a year later. And she was 12 the first time, so she's 13. And at that age, that can be a lot of change. Yeah, so I would imagine that's why. But also, is she recurring? Or is this just like a one-off every now and then? Like, It's it's more recurring in the sense that she comes back every once in a while, but she's never like on the base. So she's never going to be like series regular. Got it. Yeah. I just, I know it's 10 seasons, so it's a little more flexibility there, but... I just get a little frustrated when there's, like, one character who they're like, here's your one episode of them. And it's like, why do you even keep bringing them back? Like, we could be discussing other things. We but could. We it could, makes but she's, sense why she's there. Yeah, she's, and she's not 
misused in any way. No, no. I just, I worry how many characters they're going to do like that. But I also know that, like, Jack's family is not coming back. So, like, they brought them, they got rid of it. And so, like, a lot of them are not coming back. Right. So, if it's like, you know, she's one of, like, three or four big characters that just come back every so often. It's not. Yeah. I think, and with this, for- the format of this show and the fact that it is, like, even though there's a main family and, like, family in the sense of the main characters, and it is, like, a workplace show and there is a overall arc. It is still, like, Monster of the Week, kind of, in the sense that, like, there's always going to be a new story. And outside of the core five, it's really, really hard for characters to stay relevant. Mm -hmm. So, like, popping in and out is the best you're going to get for a recurring character in this style of show. Right. And that's fair, too. I just, I would be concerned if there are too many characters like that, because I would not remember them all. No, 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 then that's fair. And they they don't, I don't think, well. Because, like, it took me a second to remember who Cassandra was because they didn't, like, remind you. <laughs> right. So, but I did remember who she was because she yeah. was. But. That's, and that's fair. That's a fair point that, like, they haven't even mentioned her. Yeah. It would be different if she, like, was mentioned but just not on the show because they're at work. Right, but they, right. they hadn't even mentioned. So that's a that's fair. Mm-hmm. Okay, so where was I? Oh yeah. So then it's the next day, and Sam goes to the hospital to see Cassandra, and she sees the Nassian man. And I thought it was the man who gave her the gold. You thought what? I thought the guy who was all wrapped in the bandages was the guy who gave her the gold. I did too. But then it turned out I was wrong. So He's dead. Yes, he is <laughs> actually very dead. Um, but then when she leaves the room, his stomach glows a weird orange color. So, like, I was like, no, that is definitely something gold. That's weird. Yeah. I don't very like strange. it. So she goes to the office and she hugs Cassandra and Cassandra freaks out and hides. Mm-hmm. And then we get a scene with Jack and Hammond trying to work out a relocation plan and Jack gets an urgent call and he rushes to the hospital. And I had a pit in my stomach. I was like, oh my God, Sam killed Cassandra. Oh, I didn't think that. But, like, because that's what a gold would do. Right, right. Like, if you're thinking of the gold. But then once we know the story, things make a lot more sense. Um, but, yeah. So, he rushes to the hospital, and Janet's like, Cassandra, locked herself up. She won't talk to anybody but you. He goes in there and Cass tells her that like, she can't talk to him because Sam said that she would kill her. And he was like, Sam would never kill you. And she's like, well, she would now because she's a gold. So at this point, I have more questions. Got it. I started thinking about and I was like, okay, Sam has a gold in her. And this whole time we've been trying to figure out how to get gold off people. And so either... Sam is going to be gold for a while, which we know isn't the case. I was like, or we're going to find a way pretty quickly to get it out of her. And 
if that's the case, Kowalski didn't have to die. Well, Kowalski, you have to remember, Kowalski is now over a year ago. I know. And they didn't have the answers that they have then. So, like, yes, it's sad for Kowalski, but... I mean, they didn't have the answers now either until after it happened. Well, that's true. And actually, no, they still don't have the answers. Right. So, um... I was just like, we could have saved Kowalski. Yeah. We could not have, unfortunately. Um... For a lot of reasons. Um, Then back at base, Sam yells at Daniel and Teal. And is like, we need to go. We're supposed to be meeting the colonel in the gate room. We have to leave right now. And she like freaks out. And Daniel and Teal are like, what was that? So they go to the gate room and the gate is not open. Sam is freaking out still. So Jack comes in and he's like, eh, you know, the mission's on hold. So casual. Everybody's like, why? And he's like, well, you know, and just like tranks Sam. Only Hmm. it doesn't work because she's like, oh, surprise. And Daniel and Teal are like, what the actual F is going on right now? Like, okay, no idea. Um, so she freaks out. She loses control. She tries to fight everybody. She pulls a grenade pin. She just, like, goes nuts. absolutely nuts. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she passes out. Yep. Which was convenient. It I was. Don't. But I assumed it was, like, because it was such a new gold who wasn't adjusted to earth maybe that had a because there have been other alien planets or robots or other people that couldn't be on earth for too long because they hadn't been established and the skull was in her but had not fully taken over her and so i wonder if it yeah i I gave it a little more leeway because of that i just i mean i didn't in the moment like questioned immediately but i also was like no but to be fair that that doesn't make sense so, um, it doesn't make sense for what we know about the gold. Correct. So then we find out that um, Cassie's able to tell that Sam's a gold because she still has Naquita in her blood, which is like convenient. But also, like, why wouldn't she? Does it like go away? No, no, but, like, convenient that having Nakoda in your blood, like, makes you, like, a gold metal detector. Isn't that part of it, though? No, the Nakoda is the element of the gate. It has nothing to do with the actual creature. Oh, that's right, that's right, that's right. Maybe, maybe, well, I mean, she did figure out she was a gold, but maybe she just figured out that she was from... No, they say that. Like, they say that the Nakoda, like helped her like a was made her able to like sense the goal differently and i just think that they were like we need a thought device make the kid a metal detector right right no i think that's fair um and then doctor and then only then is dr fisher like 
Oh, yeah, she had a weird cut in the back of her throat. I bet that's where the gold came in. Why was it in her throat? And Jack's like, oh, yeah, she was giving CPR to a random dead guy on the planet. I had a lot more questions a lot earlier than either of you did. Yeah, I don't know why why I've been defending this episode so hard, because they do, (laughs) there are a lot of things that don't make sense. Yeah, no, like... Even though I'm trying to make them make sense. There are some overall story like overall stargate story things that are great in this episode there are some world building stuff that are important there are some really good moments but also like every time you're like this doesn't make sense i'm like no it does because of this i don't know why i'm defending it that way it doesn't (laughs) yeah no unfortunately there's a quite a lot of um loose loose connections happening here it is um this this if this were a fishing net it would not catch many fish yeah no um so they are like okay well from now on we will definitely be using mris and scans every time anybody comes in through the gate because now we know that like um oh please don't touch that baby don't touch that thank you um so we know that there's no don't play with the knife (laughs) grandma is upstairs grandpa's upstairs too yeah, upstairs. Keep the knife down, please. Go see mama. Go see mama. Okay. Even though we... What was I saying? Oh, because now we know that the gut will might not leave a mark, so we have to actually, like, internally identify whether people have been like infested and my biggest concern is why weren't you doing that in the first place after kowalski it should have always been done like they and only that, knew because he started acting out they didn't know by just looking at him right that is a hella rookie mistake mm-hmm. so in season two we are no longer rookies correct um, so then they're like, okay, Teal'c, well, they're like, well, now we need to scan all of the refugees and make sure that nobody else is a secret throat gold. Also, Teal'c, you have to search the whole base for gold, like, nuclear devices, because you might know what they look like and none of us do. And Jack, you're in charge of the prisoner. Right. They decide that they are going to hide this from the NID and not let Senator Asshole be any the wiser and make try to save Sam. Okay? Then, bam. So the doctor goes to see the bandaged man, and the bandaged man sits up and attacks him. Also, for most of my notes, I call this man bandage man. Oh, that's fine. Um, Daniel goes to talk to one of the Nassian people, too, 
And I was unaware of why he wanted to talk to her. And I just go, of course, it's a pretty girl that Daniel has to talk to about his feelings. I was mad. It is, but she also looks like she has wax on her face. Yeah. That wasn't great. No. no, it was not good. Um, and then Teal goes to talk to Jack, who's like obviously not okay because he thinks he's going to lose Sam just like he lost Kowalski and he's having all kinds of major feelings. And Teal says some beautiful, uh, inspiring Teal words, which I saved none of. Are you talking about when he was talking to Jack? Yeah. Oh, he was like, remember that the thing inside is not your friend. You have to yeah. be able to keep these separate. Yeah. Which is not something Jack is really capable of doing. Not great at it. So not then great. Jack finally goes to talk to the old Sam. Um, then we flash to Daniel. And Daniel's talking to the kind of pretty waxy faced nascent girl. And it turns out that she's actually Gold Man's wife. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the man was infected with the Gold months ago. And. Um, oh, and like nothing ever happened, and he didn't act aggressive or angry or different or weird at all and so daniel is incredibly confused well of course um but then then i got this is where i got confused because i still thought bandage man was a old man but it was not but he killed the doctor maybe or knocked him out i wasn't sure if he was unconscious or dead but he was definitely on the floor. I think he, like, knocked him out and replaced the bodies. Well, yes, he did eventually, but in this scene, this was when he was laying on the floor next to the bed, like, right. with all the cords, and I wasn't sure if he was dead or knocked out, but then, obviously, when he replaced the bodies and he was on the breathing machine, like, on the heartbeat monitor, it's clear that he's alive, but, yeah. so I was like, doctor is now dead, so the yeah. old man is, like, up and walking around, and then he coughs out like a weird hand glow device. All right. <laughs> this is a baby infinity gauntlet. It I a baby infinity will gauntlet. never be convinced otherwise. So it is the thinner version of the infinity gauntlet. Did you say it's a Disney Junior version? The <laughs> fidget spinner version. <gasps> So now we have our gold Iron Man hand and our fidget spinner Infinity Gauntlet. That's, you know, yes. So the fidget spinner Infinity Gauntlet, he coughs it up and then just like casually wipes it off with a towel and sticks it back on his hand. And I was like, no, no. Oh, and then I said, oh my God, he wrapped up the doctor. So that's how we know that he switched the bodies. So back at SGC, Jack and Sam are having a showdown, and the gold says that he will leave Sam, but he is too valuable, and they won't let him go, 
So you need to let me back to Stargate so that I can go find another host so that I can give your friend back. And Jeff's like, well, like, that's not possible. He's like, no, it, it's possible. It's not easy. It sucks, but it's possible. Um, and then the gold, like, uses Sam's voice to try to manipulate Jack, mm -hmm. and it doesn't work. Yes, because he listened to Tilk. I didn't. He believed Tilk's words. And um, the bandage got old man goes and sees an old nascent man. Don't really know what he was doing there. He was, like, scanning him. Mm -hmm. And that was weird. I think he was scanning him to see if he had the gold in him. Then well, just like, now I know that that's what he was doing. But at the oh, time, you meant at the like, time. I at the time, I was like, I don't know what he's doing. I didn't either. People in the hospital with his infinity gauntlet. Like, yeah, I had no idea. Um, so then we go back to SGC, and Gaul Sam is trying to use Teal'c to convince them to let her go. And um, he tells... I like my he and she gets really confusing because Sam is a she, but Tolinar is a he. <laughs> so, um, Teal is like, Have you heard of the Tokra? And Teal's like, The Tokra is a myth. And Tolinar is like, No, they're not because I am Tokra. And Tilk's eyes, eyes are like bugging out of his head when he leaves. Can you fuller, fuller, fully, more fully, more sorry, fully. explain the Tokra or do I have to wait? No, I can, I can just kind of reiterate what they said in this episode in a way that is clearer. So the Tokra are, Tokra is an ancient Egyptian word. Mm-hmm like most of the gold words, um, that means resistance. Oh. And it is oh. basically like the rebel fighters in Star Wars. They are within... I was about to say. Yeah, that it, they are within... They are Gawuld, but they are Gawuld who are fighting the power structure of the... The Empire. Empire. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. So, and um, the Tok'ra, Bratak knows people, or knows Tok'ra. And Bratak met someone who was Tok'ra, and that's how he became convinced that the system lords weren't gods, and how he, like, trained Teal'c to believe them. So Teal'c has only ever heard of the Tok'ra through yeah. Bratak and has started to believe that they don't actually exist. Because everybody he knows falls in staff with the system lords. Mm -hmm. Everything makes sense. Yes. Which that kind of takes what Jolinar told Teal'c in that scene, what Daniel told, what Daniel says in the scene where Teal'c explains it and what Teal'c explains to Jack at the end and just combines them all into one thought Which instead of splitting it. Easier. Yes. So um, Jolinar is Tok'ra. Oh, my next note says, um, just to clarify, the Tok'ra are a gawul that theoretically seek power for good, not for selfish greed, mm -hmm. and try to knock down the system. Um, so 
They fight the man. So the bandage man is now looking at Talia when Daniel comes in, which is not super important yet. Right. Um, but then we're still at the hospital. Janet realizes that the doctor is missing and freaks out and finds him in the bed. Bandaged up. Dun, dun, dun. So then everyone at SGC is talking about this, and it turned. Uh, Jolinar tells them that the missing Naysan man is a Gowuld Ashraf, which is like a secret assassin specifically sent to search out Topra. So it's not like a It's more like... Like an enemy spy. Yeah, it's more like a spy, but like... um, I'm trying to think. If we were talking about the Star Wars analogy, they're... Like Black Widow. They're sent to kill people. Like Black Widow. Like all the Black Widows of Marvel. Oh, like the Black Widows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, But no but a little bit less because it's not like sent to just kill people that are enemies in general it's only the ashok is only meant to kill tokra so it's only people who are killing rebels within not enemies um there is a group in star wars that that is basically their job and i can't think of what they're called right now okay but they now it's making me mad that I can't think of what that group of assassins is called. So you'll have to move on before I feel stupid. That's fine. We'll move on. Thanks. Um, so the SG team now believes Jolinar and they're going to try and hunt for the Ashra. Good for them. I uh, believe John R. as soon as he gave his name. Mm-hmm. You look like you have something to say. I'm, I'm waiting to see if you address it. <laughs> I'm very excited that we've, we've brought ourselves back <laughs> to the oh, initial okay, okay. Yes, no, I, I do have that. I do have the next note. Oh, wait, then. While they're in this room and they're talking about things, Jolinar is like, yeah, the Ashrak is specifically looking for me. So, like, your only way to succeed is to let me go. The, the only chance for Sam to survive this is if you let me go and find a new host and get away from the Ashrak. And Daniel is like, well, in that case, I'm very, very sorry to Sam that I'm going to have to watch her die. Because I'm not letting you go. Because I'm never going to let a go-world prisoner go. Because I don't believe that there could ever be such thing as a good go-world. And Daniel, I, and Jolinar says, but I can save her. And he's like, no, what, well, Ron, she's like, I'm not talking about Sam. I can save Sharae. Sharae! Um, and Daniel obviously wants to go for it. He also always has to make the best choice for the good of humanity 
And every time it's something that hurts him. Every time Shari gets brought up, Daniel has to not save her because humanity won't let him. Right. Um, but the Ashrak has, um, at this point, infiltrated the Air Force and is now breaking onto the base. Mm-hmm. Um, the Ashrak makes it all the way to Jelenar and begins the execution and finishes the execution, really. And then the Ashrak and two other people who I guess are also gold. I was very confused why they were working. So with. they're not gold, but when he well, they're people that he infinity gauntlet brain. Yes. yes, yes. Um, and and Jack and Teal run right past them like big dummies. And, and they're like the guards are dead and a prisoner's dead, and then they just keep running. Yeah, like that should have been your number one sign that something's wrong. Right. But you did nothing. Stupid. So uh, they go and they call medical and Janet is in like extreme rescue riding the gurney screaming commands mode um, trying to save Sam down in base or in the gate room. Daniel sees the Ashrak and is like, wait a second. You're not Air Force. I saw you at the hospital. You were a doctor. This is confusing. And then the Ashrak is like, ha 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 hostage. And he just goes, oh, geez. I was like, okay, well, that's a little, little toned down. I feel like you should be a little more concerned, but okay. Um, so then Teal'c runs into the base room, and he has the cool phallic-looking weapon that we learned about, that we found on the uh, ship last season. And um, he says, I'm so sorry, Daniel Jackson. And then stuns them both. <laughs> but remember, one one is fine. One stuns, two kills, three disintegrates. Yep. So he only stuns Jackson, but then he shoots Ashrak, the Ashrak twice to kill them. Yep. Now all of this is going back and forth with the surgery room and this uh scene with Teal'c and Jackson like or going back and forth and back and forth but basically we end in the hospital where the whole time that they're doing surgery they find that there are still two heartbeats so they separate the heartbeats and they're monitoring Jalinar and Sam separately and finally Jalinar's heartbeat stops and Sam's is faint but it's still there and they're able to wake her up and when she wakes up she tells them that Jalinar um, let it hit itself die to save Sam for them. There are good gold. And then Sam is all depressed. And so they take Cassie to see her, to cheer her up. And the episode ends. Yeah. So yes, there are in fact some good cowboys. How about a lot of like important information this episode? Yes. In fact, there was quite a bit of important information in this episode. Um, like that the Tokra exist, that it mm-hmm. is possible for a cowboy to leave the body. Um, that. 
really those are the two big ones. Yeah. Oh, that what what the ashrack are. That's another big one. Mm -hmm. So um. Um, yeah. my trivia for the episode one thing says warning spoilers this episode marks the first appearance of the Tok'ra oh yeah. spoiler it also marks the first appearance of Jolinar of Malksor who is frequently mentioned in later episodes obviously Jolinar is now dead but Jolinar will be talked about quite a bit Um, also, to answer one of your questions, this is the final appearance of Katie Stewart as Cassandra. Um, in several future episodes, Cassandra is frequently talked about, and her character makes future appearances later on with other actresses in the role. As Got she it. ages. Got it. That tracks. Um... In the Stargate control room, a female USAF tech sergeant hands a phone to Hammond. She is wearing a pale blue long sleeve blouse and a dark blue sleeveless dress. That outfit is the USAF semi-formal maternity uniform designed specifically for pregnant personnel. Oh, that's so interesting. Oh, the shot of Carter in the opening credits, um, running up, running into the gate room and looking at the gate, then away uh, and up comes from this episode. This may seem odd until you realize that Showtime, the original network for the show, ordered the first two seasons up front and likely most of these episodes were produced before the show started airing. So that answers the question we had last week about filming blocks. So the first two seasons were filmed together. Got it. That makes sense. Um, Katie Stewart also played a character named Phoebe in a show called Lithia, which also aired on Showtime on July 3rd, 1998. I've never heard of that show. Me either, but if you like Katie Stewart, apparently that was a very good day to be a Katie Stewart fan. It was a good day for you. Got it. So yeah, um, that is my trivia. Nice, nice. My question is who would you like to punch fast track no question no question yeah that's a really really want to punch anyone else um i actually wanted to punch almost everyone um but i'm gonna like specifically choose jack purely because if you really care so much about Sam that you cannot handle this job, why did it take you so long to know that she was a gold? Yeah. Good question. Good question. Yeah. So I'm going to punch him. Not like a, a knockout cold punch, but just like a crack in the face. Like a wake up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, who was your MVP? I never thought I would say this. Jolinar. I never thought a gold would be my MVP. Um, Jolinar is probably the only like real answer, but because you picked Jolinar, I will pick Cassandra. Fair. 
She was the only one who realized anything was different. She was the only one who was like, something is wrong. Yep. Yeah. Um, I feel like... Do you have any predictions? Um, no, I have thoughts. (laughs) Okay, sure. Um, I feel like at this point, I'm getting to where, like, I grasp a lot of the stuff in the episode so now that they're introducing new important things it's easier to keep up with than in the that's, beginning that's totally but fair i could not tell you the name of the other gaul that was on the spaceship that you said was going to be a recurring character i think it starts with an n oh um yeah it does start with an n um yes i can't remember it right now either but uh, like I would, I don't know anything about that character anymore. Because well, that's I feel fair like because we don't, that's fair because we don't, we don't know anything about that character yet, except for like one offhand mention. And there was so much introduced so early that it was just like, I kept up with like Apophis <laughs> you know, Which, and the Nox. To be fair, we did talk about this on the season wrap up that a lot of um, the beginning of season one felt little bit like spaghetti on the wall like just throwing things to see what sticks and there were a lot of things that were introduced that I know are important because I've seen season nine but like if you haven't the ability to grasp that many small details doesn't really work nor should it I think this season we're at least on a much clearer storyline and we are focused on the Egyptian god Gaul and we killed, we killed, quote-unquote, Apophis in season right. one. Or in episode one, episode two is dealing with the gold and the aftermath of thinking Apophis is dead. Like, Right. It's making sense. Things, even though not starting where we stopped, we're starting where we stopped enough. Like, and, to be fair, episode one, Scar era was in the episode. Yeah. Episode two, Sharae, was mentioned. Maybe. Maybe. We'll get three in a row. Ooh. That would be exciting. I mean, to be fair, technically we are on our third in a row because we're on our fourth in a row because there was Scar was in a three-part episode. Okay, but look, that doesn't count. But but I don't think we're gonna see them rescue Sharae until the end of this season because I'm guessing, since this was um meant to be two seasons. That's like a wrap up for season two. That's like their series finale was like, if we don't go past this, we have to make that the finale and what the show is. That's a very, very valid interpretation. Yeah. So I, I do think we'll, I'm God willing. I'm hoping we get more talk at least about Charay. And then we maybe see Scar again, which I know Scar could come or go because he is with the Pophis, whatever. Yeah. Um, But I don't think the final, like, saving grace is going to be until the finale. That's fair. Yeah. Um, if you have opinions about Skara and Share actually being in season two, or if you would like to send us a pilot script for Stargate Millennial, um, please, please, <laughs> please um, contact us at Gmail. No, on email at stephanaliens at gmail.com. I mess that up every single time. Every week. Every. Don't, don't email me. Apparently, I don't know how to use it. 
um, but also please email me, especially if you're writing a pilot for a Stargate Millennium. Yes. Um, you can also follow us on all of the social medias at Death and Aliens, all one word. You can follow me everywhere at E-M-K-A-Y underscore superstar. And you can follow me at C-E-Cloud 13. And we will be back for Thriller Thursday with some more Bates and Motel for you. Yeah. Thank <laughs> you.